Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. So welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am your host, Bethany, and I am here today with my new friend, Katie, and we are sitting down with her for her first recording for our time-lapse series. And um, just a reminder, um, the goal of time-lapse is to just kind of track what God is doing throughout um, a season in our life. As we'll hear a little bit more from Katie, her season's going to take us back a little bit farther and um, just hearing what God has been teaching her through this point. And then um, a couple months from now, we'll sit back down again and see what he's continued to teach her through everything. So um, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll get chatting. Bethany, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And this is truly um, a pleasure for me to share my story with you and your followers. So I am a mother of four fabulous children. Um, I have two older sons that are 13 and 11, and then I have a rambunctious set of girl boy twins, (laughs) two-year-old girl boy twins. Um, I am an educator, currently working as, enjoying working as a, um, the PBIS or Positive School Climate um, Director. And um, I am transitioning from being a, a wife of 13 years with my high school sweetheart mm-hmm. to, um, to being divorced in actually a couple of weeks. So I'm okay. um, so excited to be here. Um, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit of um, what you have kind of gone through, you know, you, you mentioned that you're going through a period of um, a relationship ending. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing with our listeners, what, what did that season um, look like before, obviously before we met, um, what did those you know months and years leading into that kind of look like for you? Wow. Yes. Um, this is definitely a season, a uh, season of ending and new beginnings mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so my story um, starts, As I was a teenage mother whose love story started with a decision to abort my dream Mm -hmm. or my son. And so um, I chose the life of my unborn son Mm -hmm. at the time. And so the story starts like within six years, I got married to my high school sweetheart, um, earned two degrees, had two children. Wow. Right. And 10 years today, this, oh, I would say like my American dream uh, marriage kind of fell apart Mm -hmm. and it was like lying at my feet. Um, My Christian husband at the time was turning atheist and I found Mm -hmm. out that he was having sexual addictions, you know, multiples affairs and had been living a life of lies. Mm -hmm. And shortly after finding out, finding everything out, I, I found out that I was pregnant with triplets. Right. Like if I could sum it all up, I was pregnant with triplets and 
I must say it was really a sad time and I went from having triplets to having twins and I can share more about that later but um, it was just a heartbreak of uh, uh, it just kept coming and coming and finding out that my babies had uh, my baby had passed away and um, meanwhile my husband's mistress had gotten pregnant two weeks after me and my heart was broken it was shattered in like 10,000 pieces um, but um, all in all, I began to reposition myself through the help of God and um, start preparing for this next lot in life. So I'm taking a big leap in this season. Certainly. Um, what are some of the big themes or truths um, from scripture did you feel come alive for you during this period? Mm, themes. Or aspects of, you know, God's character as you kind of walked through, walked through all of that. I would have to say that um, it was just trusting him, Mm -hmm. trusting him through the process. Mm -hmm. Because prior to this experience, I had, um, I was afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said to you before, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a motivational speaker and speaking. God had to teach me that Mm -hmm. in order to give me permission to speak, I had to experience some things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, um, there was this faith walk and God had to shatter these walls Mm -hmm. um, because I wasn't a very transparent person. I was very much like, we stay in our bubble. We live this Cosby kind of like staple life, you know, the sure. wife, the husband, the kids and the box from the crock pot. And God is like, if I am going to allow you to speak to my people, I have to take you from amongst them. Mm. And by doing so, I have to shatter some things in you. So um, it was almost this like, I say you theme, I, the whole the whole process, it was this I'm more beautiful for having been broken mm. is what it is. It's like this shattering and. Um, and so through this process, God has shown me how to be vulnerable, how to trust him Mm. and how to use his word to maneuver through life, Mm. um, and to start igniting this power in me and how he can use this power to change people. If we're going to be disciples Mm -hmm. for him, he has to start doing this thing from the inside out. And so to answer your question, I would say it's this inside out work Mm. and it has truly been an amazing journey and allowing him to do that. Mm. So. I think that that kind of image of that inside out transformation is so powerful. Like I, I, I'm by no means a gardener or I, I just tell people I have a black thumb, like, let's be honest, but just that <laughs> vision of what happens when a seed starts to grow, like yes. you see this new life kind of busting out of the shell, like, you know, for a time that shell was protective mm-hmm. and it kept everything kind of where it needed to be for a time. Yes. But then in order for this new growth to happen, it had to break out. And I don't, I don't know if plants feel pain. I don't know, but <laughs> the, it had to break out of this comfortable, mm-hmm. safe environment in order for this growth to happen. And just kind of hearing your story. Um, I talked actually with another um, podcast recording um, opportunity this morning. And we just talked about how God uses these 
um, barren and broken times. And he just uses these descriptions and his word about bringing restoration to this um, barrenness and brokenness and how vivid that imagery is. But then he brings forth life and he calls us to abundant life. He doesn't just call us to live. He calls us to a life of abundance. And it just... It sounds a little bit like that's the transition that he's walking you through to being, you know, uh, a more muted faith and muted version of your life and now walking through hard situations and then you have life and then he's bringing you on this upward swoop of abundant life Mm -hmm. through these situations. Yes. And it's almost one of those um, things where you say, God, make me courageous. And he's like, okay, I hear you. I'm Are you sure? You, right. I'm going to throw you in the den. Yeah. And you're like, but wait, God, hold on, wait. I didn't know you were going to do that. And so that's just it. You know, I'm like, Lord, I just want to just be a conduit for your grace. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like sold out for you. Mm. And he's like, okay. I didn't know that three years later, he was going to like completely restructure my life. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. It's like this this evolving process and how we grow with God. Mm. And, you know, we hear these scriptures and we hear pastors preach on, you know, things. And, he, you know, when they say, you know, God is, you know, good, or they have these scriptures mm-hmm. and you hear it, but you don't ever really understand it until mm-hmm. you're walking through it. And so it's, it was, it was just the, just that it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, God, I get it. His word began to to be like you said, it became it became life giving for me mm. through this process, and it just became real for me, and um, definitely was able to grow through that. That's good. That's that's amen and amen. <laughs> <laughs> now, how there were there were um, some pieces of your story that you had mentioned um, that I'm sure created more more layers within a, a tough situation. So you talked, you know, kind of going through the situation with your spouse, and then this new pregnancy and then walking through loss and further betrayal. So how, you know, were there certain aspects of um, your walk with the Lord through those specific instances that really kind of came alive for you or any, you know, scripture that you were studying at the time that just took on a whole new meaning through having experienced those? Wow, Bethany, that's a really good question. And I thought about that, um, I thought about that before because I knew that I would have to come sort of quote unquote come to a place where I would have to share my story because I knew God was taking me through this for such a time as this Mm. for someone else. You know, we always hear that we're going through this for someone else. And I knew I would have to share this one day with someone. And um, I would have to say that through this, I learned that every person should have what I call this anchor scripture. Mm. Okay. This anchor scripture being something that you go back to regardless. It's like all roads lead back to this. Right. (laughs) And so that anchor scripture for me, um, is my favorite. All things work together. And it, you know, it's just all things, even this, Mm -hmm. even this, when you are at your lowest, when you are empty and you're laying on the ground and you absolutely can't believe that this is happening to your life and you can barely recognize it, I had to call out and say, God, all things, even this God, when I can't even get up off of the floor, Mm. that I know that this is working to my good. And you fast forward and you realize, thank you, Lord, 
that that was working for my good. Because when I have to speak to a young lady or another woman mm. and they say, you don't know what it's like to have your husband come home and tell you this. Mm. Oh, oh, but I do. So even when we're going through the hardest moments of our life, even this. So to answer your question, I would say that my favorite scripture, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. I love that. I love um, the way you described it too, like this anchor, mm -hmm. you know, because so, so much of our life can be influenced by these like huge gusts of mm -hmm. um, unexpected situations, mm -hmm. you know, whether loss or financial issues or just unexpected, you know, unexpected question marks that come up and you, you have to have that solid foundation or else you'll just get swept, swept right along with it. Um, I think it's been so neat. The ladies that I've been able to chat with for these um, podcast recordings and just seeing how what God's been teaching them um, has also lined up so well with um, a lot of the truths that as we walk through the chronological study of the word that Dayton Women of the Word is doing, mm -hmm. um, it just corresponds because obviously God is above time. Oh, yes. So he uses these truths, you know, throughout weaving throughout everybody's story and just mm -hmm. kind of hearing that, you know, reiterated in the new Testament about him using all things working together. Mm. I was just reading, um, this morning in, um, Genesis 45. So this is where, you know, Joseph spent a couple decades now being, um, with the Egyptians after his brothers just like kicked him to the curb. And, you know, we're finally at this like day of reckoning where, you know, all of these things, you know, God gave him the vision and the dream back when he was a kid mm. and Joseph just acted in obedience, um, interpreting the dream and caused a lot of, you know, strife to build and, you know, fast forward. And now he has become this kind of savior of his people right. and understandably his brothers are like nervous. Like, is he going to, he's in this position of power now. What is he going to do? Right. And he just encourages him. He says, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Um, don't be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here for God sent me here before you to oh. preserve life. And then a little while later, he again says, God sent me here um, to preserve you for a remnant on the earth and to keep alive for you so many survivors. It was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the lands of Egypt. And I love that he just encourages his brother, his brothers who, you know, understandably and rightly so are now convicted about what they had done. Um, but he says, you know, God used this for good. Like yes. you meant it for evil, but God had a much bigger plan. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Yes, I'm like sitting here just so encouraged listening to that because that is so true. And I think, like I said before, when people are going, when they're in the thick of it, mm. right, they just don't see it. And so like if you would say, what, would I, what advice I would give, it, it would just be that hold tight, mm -hmm. right? If God gives you a vision, hold tight mm -hmm. to that, right? And, you know, because that's so funny. I was like just sitting there listening. That was another anchor scripture. He said, write the vision and make it plain. Mm. God had given me a vision and I didn't understand it then back in 2012. Mm -hmm. He gave me a vision and I'm like, God, this makes no sense to me. And so to answer another part of the previous question was, um, you know, some of the themes that you noticed. And one of the other themes I noticed with God is that the reality 
sometimes we don't get bogged down by what you see mm-hmm. to what you know what the vision the promises of God that that he says in the in the in his word mm-hmm. you know stay true find the promises of God and start calling them out mm-hmm. start calling them out even when you're in the thick of it so Yes, I I get so excited because the vision that God gave and to know that all of these things I know would work for my good. I couldn't see and that Mm -hmm. God will connect the dots. Maybe not then, but as we go through this journey and Mm -hmm. go through this life, he will connect the dots. And Mm -hmm. so it's just been so good to see how God is um, bringing alive that vision that he gave me Mm -hmm. then. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want it to die on my wall because I made a vision board. And I'm like, I don't want it to die on the wall. And he's like, just hang tight. I hate time. We're gonna work this. So yes, yes, I love it. I love um, you talking about your vision board too, because it reminds me. You know, I think that there's there's so much beauty in the context of um, culturally what you know the Old Testament believers, um, Israelites, kind of adopted as part of their norm mm-hmm. that we don't really necessarily identify with in 2018. You know, <laughs> but. The, the concepts are there where, you know, there's so many distinct examples where, um, like, Jacob, he had this, like, literal face-to-face experience with God. Mm. And when that was completed, he piled up stones and created this monument to what he had experienced, this face-to-face direct interaction with God. And that became a monument that, you know, cycling back a couple um, chapters later, he returns to that same space and sees that like literal pile of rocks that reminds him like, oh, this is this experience with the Lord that I had here. And I can remember that because the Lord knows that we're forgetful. Mm. And so like hearing how he, you know, reminds you like, this is this is the word that I gave to you, like cling to it and I will bring it to pass. Like you can trust me that I am good and that I am faithful. And even though you're in, you know, a dark kind of cloudy span of time right now, like I'm still trustworthy and I will bring it to pass. So we don't necessarily literally make these monuments of stone to the truths, you know, when we've had an experience with God, but I think those, figurative moments, you know, he calls us to remember because Mm -hmm. he knows how often we forget and then we lose faith and then we become discouraged. But he says, remember this, remember when I brought you from Egypt, remember when I walked alongside you through this, you know, the ending of what you thought was your dream. Remember that I was still there and remember that I will bring this to pass. And that's so interesting. I had no idea that that story existed, but thank you for sharing that with me. And as you were saying that, it just brought me to the moment and God is just so wonderful and his, Oh, he's just so wonderful that two, was it two years, two years prior to this quote unquote breakdown, Mm. God had called me to this vision board. I had heard about it, had never heard about it. I I had heard about vision boards, um, doubled in a little bit, but I made this vision board and I started putting scriptures on the board Mm. And it was almost like he was setting me up to prepare me for this mm. moment. And so from that, if you, uh, to, add, to, to add to what, what advice or how did I make it through this, from that, I started to use that. Mm. Where he said, speak, speak those things as if they were so. And God started speaking for me through this process of saying, you know, faith is the substance of things not, you know, mm. hope for. And so through this process... I, I I went back to that 
And there were some times where it was hard when it was like, God, Mm -hmm. this doesn't line up with the vision that you gave me. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, he would speak to me in my quiet time. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're, we're working through that. And so that was kind of one of many things that kind of helped me through that process of looking to my board, looking to the promises mm-hmm. of God, what he said in the Bible about me, mm-hmm. that I would need this board, that I would need this kind of experience mm-hmm. to kind of pull me through these dark times. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's awesome. And I love, I love um, going through parts of scripture where it's, basically quotes other scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, and just using that to be reminded that, you know, scripture is true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the New Testament writers are so reliant on, you know, Old Testament promises and re-reminding the um, original audiences of those writings that, you know, we we can trust these words that we grew up being taught. They're still true now. Mm -hmm. And now we kind of have this additional layer that, you know, we're here in 2018 and reflecting on both of those writings now and the the truth that's in there. And um, just being reminded, I I love um, that you kind of remarked on this, like somehow, sometimes, you know, God, God is working and we know cognitively that he's working, mm-hmm. but we don't see the the small moves that he's making until, you know, a little while later it all builds and suddenly you're like, oh, whoa, I see this, this thing that you've been <laughs> creating and at work in, and I just had no idea what you were doing, yes. um, but we can get so sidetracked on our finite 2d linear life experience Mm -hmm. because we're you know we're fallible people we we we're not a three-dimensional god like he is and we just don't always have this appreciation for how he can be so actively working when we don't see it blatantly Mm -hmm. and like you look you look back at you know abraham and sarah and they were given this promise and then it wasn't fulfilled until it describes um, Sarah's age and physical being that, um, you know, they were promised a son and promised offspring you couldn't even number. Right. And it finally came to pass when it literally says, you know, her her functionalities of womanhood had basically stopped. Right. And then it says the Lord appeared and Sarah became with child. And so I can imagine being in her shoes and being like, okay, God, what your move, right. what, what are you going to do? And he says, <laughs> don't worry. I, I have it. Yes, I have it. And yes. so just being reassured by those stories that, you know, sometimes his, his faithfulness is immediately evident mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes a long time mm-hmm. and we just have to trust in walking through whatever time period that is, that he is working and he is active. Wow. Yes, that that is that is very, very true. Um, And so for me, I would have to say that just let go, Mm. let God um, stay open, stay awake and more importantly, stay close to God in tough times, Um, because that, like I said before, just being awake to the process. Um, once I got that revelation, mm-hmm. I think things changed. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was like, why me, God? What did I do? I've been this faithful Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> you know, I stood on the scripture that said, you know, Lord, you would win. Uh, the unbelieving husband mm-hmm. would be won over by his believing wife. I was travailing. I was praying because my husband wasn't always an atheist. Mm-hmm. We entered into this marriage, and I know that we were young, but even then I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
he was a Christian man and there was some series of things that kind of transpired and there was this decline in mm. his faith. Even then I was the rock. Well, not me, but right. I was like the, the, the praying woman behind the scenes. And I'm like, well, God, I did the things that you called me to do. Yeah. Why is this not working? I was having people travail. I was doing radical fasting, 40 day fast, like 40 day radical fast. I wanted my family, you know, the natural thing is, is wives, we are to fast, right? Mm. We are to travail, we're to pray and it didn't work. Mm. And it was almost like it was progressively getting worse. Like, why would you have me? Why would I be pregnant with triplets? Lord, why would you give me more? Mm. You know? And then there was this moment in the middle of all of it that I just had to, he said, be still Mm. and know that I'm God, Katie. And in that being still and truly being still and hearing, there was this revelation that said, did you remember that this is something that you wanted to do? Mm. Right. And you, we, talk, we had this conversation three years ago that my gift would make room for me, God. Mm. Um, and that's why I wanted to kind of share the, the part about being a teenage mom and that small piece about when I was in high school, like the, towards the end, my senior year, um, I got, had gotten pregnant and I was the class president. Mm. You know, I was this like, you know, this all-American student, right? Like I was the class president, National Honor Society, and she's pregnant like our class president and so that was a whole situation Mm. in itself and I'm like okay God maybe this is it like you know what am I supposed to do in my life I'm this high schooler Um, and so the story kind of started there and I was faced with having to possibly get an abortion you know people are like you should get an abortion and my mom was pressuring me but I didn't do that Mm. and so I'm like well God is this my story like is this where I'm supposed to start and so that's kind of where that questioning started Mm. And God is like, no, you didn't know. Fast forward your life about <laughs> ten years later. That that's not even the that's not even the thick of it. Like mm. that's not even it. And so once I got to that part of being married and having to go through this even bigger transition, it's like this is even bigger than this. Mm. So if you're really saying you want to be sold out for Christ, if you really want to do this thing called being a conduit of my grace and being a disciple for me. There's some real life inside out work that we have to do. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of like let's let's get this journey going, <laughs> right? You know, be careful what you pray for right? because God God is a faithful answerer of requests to truly know Him more. Yes. And yes. just that that brokenness and um, openness, like you said, to allow him to work mm-hmm. regardless of what he uses to accomplish his glory. Yes. Um, that's just, it's been such a blessing to hear, you know, what, what he's been teaching you through the past couple years, especially. Mm-hmm. And I know you kind of described this, this current season as kind of your springboard into healing and restoration mm-hmm. now. And so I'm so excited to um, be able to fast forward a couple months and just see what he's continued to do as you've made yourself available for his spirit to move and his spirit to continue to minister to you mm-hmm. and then use you to minister to other women. I yes. just, I just know that he's going to use you greatly in the lives that you encounter because you are approaching this, um, this curveball of sorts with an open spirit of, mm-hmm. you know, God use this, mm-hmm. whatever it is, just use this. So I can't wait to get back together yes. and hear some more. And if I may add, yeah, go I ahead you with this. Um, and I'm probably saying that's wrong. Forgive me, but, <laughs> um, 
I, the theme that that God has been in, been putting in my spirit was you're more beautiful for having been broken, and mm. so um, it's like the Japanese artwork. I think it's called Kinjinsi, I think, um, but it's. Um, it's the idea of the Japanese artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the history behind that is that um, they take broken art mm-hmm. and they put it back together with lacquered of gold, like like with gold and lacquer. Oh, wow. So um, I envision my life being that in this season, that I have been broken and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And God is like, let me put the pieces back together the way that I see you. When I look at you, this is what I see. Mm. And so He's putting the pieces back the way that I was supposed to. I was supposed to be. And so, um, but He's doing that with His Spirit, and it's this, it's it's the golden parts of the broken pieces. Mm. And. Um, that's kind of how I see it. And that's why I love that. And I've kind of held on to that. Not quite sure what that means mm-hmm. to me. But that's just been something that's been kind of reoccurring in my spirit. You're more beautiful now for having been broken, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I said before, when I was in high school, I thought this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get married, right? I was trying to fix my wrongs of being a teenage mom. And I'm like, okay, we get married, right? We go to college, we get a degree, and we buy a house, right? But no, I, you know, I had built this fantasy mm-hmm. world, and God is like, that is not what I had designed for you. Let me give you the new way that I wanted this mm-hmm. to be. Um, and so um, that's kind of how I envision that. It's like he's putting the pieces back. He's reassembling the broken cup mm-hmm. or the broken glass. And it looks even more beautiful now. Now that it has the golden trims and... That's where I think we. I am. Um, he's putting the pieces back together, and so I'm just enjoying the process. Um, it's not like where we're going. It's it's the process. I've learned that in the pursuit of who do we become, what do we become. So, I'm just excited. Like I've ch- totally changed my attitude about all the things that have happened. It's not yeah. this victim mentality. It's mm-hmm. this victor mentality. Like has he built me up in, in Christ? This Proverbs 31 woman, remember, did you forget that you were studying this pro- what a Proverbs 31 woman looks like? Well, let me show you. So when I look at mm. you, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. And so God has just been showing me through that process. Mm. And my kids. Yeah. Um, I love Elizabeth Elliott. She's one of my favorite um, writers. She, she says something that I sort of feel just coincides with everything you just said. She says, um, of one thing I am perfectly sure, God's story never ends with ashes. Ooh. And just, you Ooh, know. Oh, that just like, <laughs> spirits of my spirit. Oh, so good. Yes. So I'm, I'm so excited for you and what the Lord is um, doing in your life and in your family's life. And I'm really bummed that our time is drawing to a close today, but I'm excited because I know I'll get to talk to you again in the future, Lord willing. So I'm excited to hear um, what he does in the meantime, because like we've seen, he, he is working, whether we see him or not, he's always at work. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Katie. Thank you. When we last talked to Katie, she was going through a lot of transition 
we had a relationship that was ending, things changing with her family, work, but through all that, God had made himself very evident in her life. Um, now we'll catch up with her six months later and see what has changed, what has remained the same, and how God has worked to show himself faithful in those um, seasons of change in her life. All right, well, we are back with Katie. She has joined me in my kitchen today, and it's been about six months since we last talked. So Katie, why don't you go ahead and share what has changed or remained the same since we last talked? All right. Thank you so much, Bethany, for having me back. It is such a pleasure to be back and to continue the story and share God's truths with you guys. Um so some things that have changed or remain the same since our last interview. Wow. God has truly done a great work in my life. Um, I, say, I would say we um, did our interview in January. Yeah, I think it was definitely much colder than it is now. I think yes. it was I think it was January. <laughs> okay. So at that point of my life, I would have to say that um you know, God had opened up the year 2018. I was really optimistic and excited. It was, you know, the year of new beginnings. So I was really optimistic about God doing new things in my life. You know, he had already kind of given me that word that this is the year we're ready to go ahead and start new things. Mm -hmm. Um, while it wasn't really, um, the beginning of, um, a lot of things. I was also in the middle of transitioning. Mm -hmm. So around January, um, I think I may have mentioned that I was um, in the process of selling my home. Okay. So um, I've sold my home since okay. then. So January, um, I sold my home. Um, and the interesting thing was that at that time, um, I really wasn't sure I was trying to get a hearing from God about um, what I should do, mm -hmm. um, if I should stay in my home. It was in the middle of the year with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, my kids were really upset about moving. So I was able to sell my home. Um, praise God about that. Um, and um, we relocated to the, um, another neighborhood and we did not purchase. We just decided sure. to rent, but the kids were excited about it. Um, and um, even with that, um, that was pretty interesting in itself because um, God was transitioning, like, like I said, transitioning me out of this old person mm -hmm. and these old things mm -hmm. that um, I had been experiencing with my ex-husband mm -hmm. or husband at the time and moving me into new beginnings um, for what he has for my life. So with this, there was a lot of downgrading. Um, there was a lot of humility happening at that mm -hmm. point. Um, and it was, oh, it's to it was totally okay looking and um, rewinding. It was totally okay with that um, because out of that, there was a lot of breaking and mm -hmm. um, humility, like mm -hmm. I said, and that, that was good too. So the new house, um, we relocated um, in a smaller home, which was fine because I had been asking God to 
um, this whole minimalist lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I started adopting that. So I was excited about that. But um, with all of the good, we know that there are some Mm -hmm. things that, you know, guys, we say the bad things, but we know the wheat comes up with the Mm -hmm. terror. So um, with that, I mean, we came in full fledged in the beginning of the year. So Mm -hmm. I had sold my home and I was really, um, like I said, optimistic about that, relocated. But meanwhile, I ran into um, almost being evicted, and I have to share that. I know, like, right up front, uh, my ex-husband had decided to stop sharing, I mean, stop um, giving um, child support. So I went through a period where I had lost some income, and that's where I started Mm -hmm. to be faced with some uh, possible eviction. So I'm like, God, I was, like, really optimistic about these new beginnings. I didn't know that this new beginnings and this transition was going to look like this, Right. right? Um, in March, I finalized my divorce. Mm-hmm. I think I also mentioned that in my last, mm-hmm. um, po- uh, last interview, I was going through the divorce, which is totally okay. And we'll find later that that was good. Um, I was promoted. I'm in my job and I was really excited mm-hmm. about that. I am currently, um, working my second job and financing my dream. Um, I've been able to do a lot of traveling. Um, God has opened up opportunities for me to travel. I went to Martha's Vineyard and got really blessed, met some wonderful ladies, and God dropped a lot of nuggets. Mm. So I would have to say from that, um, the biggest thing is that while we've been transitioning and experiencing these new beginnings, Mm -hmm. I have learned that, um, like I said, you know, we have the wheat with the terror. So um, with that... Um, there has been a lot of exciting things, like I said, with the promotion. Um, God has been doing a lot of internal work. Mm. Um, and when, when I say that he's doing a quick work, I have been praying and laying the brickwork. I mean, the, the um, my prayers and the groundwork for asking God for the eventuallys and the suddenlies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of that, God is like, we're going to have to do a lot of internal work. So since then, we've been doing a lot of internal work. Um, God said that I would take care of the internal work if you take the uh, take care of the external work. So I went back to working out and um, doing that to get ready for where God has taken me in my speaking career. Um, I've taken a leap of faith, and um, you know God gave me the green light to start uh, pursuing my um, my dreams and my passion more aggressively mm-hmm. than before. So um, I've joined Toastmasters and I've started crafting my story and speaking more and um, being more open now to uh, sharing my truth and standing in my truth and being okay with sharing these obstacles. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's exciting. I know it can, a lot of times we can be tempted to just talk about the the hills and the the great, you know, awesome things that the Lord gives us. And we don't want to spend too much time on the stuff that's not so great, but Mm -hmm. he uses all of those things to refine us. The refining process is never easy or, or pretty Mm -hmm. often, but you know, he, the the thing that we rest in is knowing that he is faithful Mm -hmm. to show himself through both the good and the hard. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting to see what he's done. Yes. Yes. I would totally agree with that. Um, yes, I would totally agree. So I'm really excited about, um, all of the new beginnings. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I wasn't really sure, when he said new beginnings, what right. that was going to look like mm-hmm. other than the obvious with me transitioning with right. my divorce and, you know, me selling my house. I'm like, okay, those are obvious <laughs> endings and new beginnings, yeah. but, um, the new beginnings, um, in other ways has been really exciting. This, this whole new me, like how mm-hmm. he has processed me through this 
shedding, mm. you know, of this mm-hmm. new person, this new man that, you know, he speaks about mm-hmm. in that process. Yeah. So I think that, um, something that has come up, our church went through Galatians last year, and I know this isn't the only part of scripture where there are verses like this, but, um, so often in scripture, there's kind of this compare and contrast where, you know, this is the old man and you're supposed to put off all these things that are part of the flesh and the old man. And then you put on, you know, the fruits of the spirit and all these things. And I think sometimes, at least in my mind, I only see one half of that at a time. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to focus on all these bad things, you know, all my ugly parts of my flesh that I got to get rid of that are just so hard to get rid of. Or like, okay, I got to, you know, work on becoming more like Christ and like put on all these good things without realizing that, you know, it's a give and take process that you can't just put things off. You, you know, because even if you're taking off bad stuff, you know, if you're standing there stark naked, that's, <laughs> that's not good. You, you have to put on the good things too. And you can't just put on good things on top of gross, you know, undergarments. And, you know, when you're all nasty on the inside, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do any good to put on good things on top of that. It has to be both at the same time. So, and Bethany, and I totally would agree with you. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because... Um, that's exactly it. That has been the message. And I know that you're going to ask this in a later question, but that has been actually what it has been. It's been this balancing act. Mm -hmm. So the things have changed and things Mm -hmm. have been the same as that this, he's teaching me how to balance. And it's that, um, you don't have to subtract to add. Mm. And I once heard, um, TD Jakes mention this in Mm -hmm. an interview where he said he was asked, how do you maintain it all for who, you know, who you are and what you're doing? And he said, um, the advice that I would give to people is that you have to learn not to drop the same ball Mm. in the same time, you know, at the same time. He said, I had to realize early on and tell my kids that if I had stayed rolling on the ground Mm. with you playing, I wouldn't be here. So, I really believe that's what God is doing here. Mm. It's this transform, you know, transformation happening and having to know how to do that, how to Mm -hmm. balance between the two. And like you said, it can't just be all or nothing. And you just have to kind of roll with the punches and put on and take off Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And be, you know, um, just be grateful that, you know, understanding, like you said, taking the good Mm -hmm. with the bad. So being grateful for the good and the bad. So that is, that is really a really good point. Awesome. All right. So what would you, our next question is what truths do you know now that you would want to tell yourself in the first interview? So thinking back, if you could go back to January, Katie, what would you tell yourself kind of knowing what you've gone through since then? Wow. I um, actually love this question um, because it reminds me of the question of writing a letter to your, um, to yourself. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say to her in January, stay still. When you've done all that you can do, just stand and stay still. Um, I would also say um, God is faithful. Um, I have been through a couple of dark places, Mm -hmm. but I had never... You know, I had seen change. I had felt change. I had experienced change, but I had never really encountered change like Mm -hmm. this before. You know, when you're thinking like, 
oh, God is, you know, we're on our peak. And you're like, you're thinking like, yes, we're mm-hmm. there. We're ready to go ahead and keep, you know, stabilize. And it's like, wait a minute, are you taking <laughs> me lower, God? Like, I just sold my house and I'm being evicted. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have to say to tell her that God is so faithful. Mm. He is so faithful and you just have to believe. And I know that we say this and we go through the motions and we hear it. And it is one thing when you have to eat those words in a very unfamiliar place. I mean, to a point where I had no idea where money was going to come Mm. from, like a real place. Like I didn't know it existed. And, um, when I say that you don't, when you don't have anyone else, when all of your resources have been tapped mm-hmm. out, your physical worldly resources have been tapped out and you have to truly say, okay, like that true surrender. Like I thought I had gone there, but I'm like, wow, we have another layer of yeah. surrender. Mm-hmm. I would tell her to surrender. Like you have to learn how to surrender. Mm-hmm. And while that's easier said than done, um, I would say, t- I would say surrender. I would say that remind her that God is faithful and that he is going to, mm-hmm. um, he's going to see you through it. You just have to walk through it. Um, and I know I said stand still, but I would also say, keep walking, mm-hmm. keep moving. Because when I was standing there and I didn't know how I was going to, um, maneuver through this eviction, so many different things happening at once mm-hmm. and trying to be and do, it was really hard. Yeah. Like it was a really hard place. And, you know, you try to be faithful and you try to say, God, I believe, but it is really hard. Mm-hmm. It is really hard. Um, I would tell her that, um, that faith speaks, faith speaks. So open your mouth more mm-hmm. and begin to declare the word of God. Mm-hmm. I, again, I know I, and I, I just have to keep saying this because it is such a touchy space in my heart mm-hmm. because we say, you know, wow. You know, we have the scriptures and we have the word and people speak it and they say it, but mm-hmm. it's a different place when you actually have to truly walk mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, you know, speak the word of God over and it's like, well, Lord, I'm, you know, okay, I am. So I would say so faith speaks and speak more of the word of God mm-hmm. over your life. This is the time where you really need to draw on um, the scriptures mm-hmm. and the word of God and just start calling it out mm-hmm. and begin to combat the enemy yeah. when you're in places like this. Um, and I think God does this intentionally to take us to these places because it's in these authentic places that... Um, God has to allow us to go so that we can remember that as we go through this walk, we can remember. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm trying not to get emotional. Thinking you can about get emotional. Um, that these are like the peak moments mm. in our life that are, um, transformational for our walk Mm -hmm. with God when he is ready to call us higher you really have to believe Mm -hmm. and when you don't know you don't have anything else the word of God um and this faith walk is real Mm -hmm. I 
remember um, the other day I was re-listening to the first part of our talk and um, Mm. this reminds me, I, I remember you sharing about finding anchor scriptures that you can, and just that, even just that word, that image of just something where, you know, when everything else is stripped away and, you know, everything is going crazy around you just to have that, the word of the Lord, that is your rock. And, um, I think back in the old Testament when it talks about how like Moses was hidden in the cleft of the rock while God Mm -hmm. passed over just how, um, how scripture is and how often we, you know, it's, it can be so easy for us to trust in all of these other sources for strength. But ultimately when all of that is stripped away, all of our, you know, financial security or emotional security or the support of our friends and family, when, when all that's gone, you know, his truth remains. And I think, you know, to even Christ's example, like who, who else in scripture was, is going to be the perfect example of what we need to do in this life until, you know, Christ comes again. And when he was taken out into the wilderness and tempted by Satan, you know, what did he turn to? He turned to the truths of scripture that he had. And I mean, if, if it was good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for us, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, I would say that, um, like you were saying, just that, yeah, I, I totally forgot about the anchor scriptures. It, it, the anchor scriptures are, 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 are very, very, um, important. Um, I would also tell her, um, oh gosh, it slipped me. Um, well, I'll, I'll come back to it. But the other one I would say is the power of prayer, mm. how much just staying in his presence and, um, just just going into prayer is is so important um, for where you're going and what you need because this type of faith in the place that you're going you you this the stripping this process these obstacles the good the bad and the, um you know the different different is is is, is definitely necessary hmm. all right um what in in all this with you know thinking through what what you would tell yourself um what through all of this has helped you see god differently so what has he taught you about himself and his character through all of this mm. Or not even differently, but just something, things that are re, were reinforced about. Like, okay, I've always known God is faithful, but now, man, he his faithfulness showed up in different ways these past six months. Wow, I would have to say I've learned um, a, quite a few things. Um, and like you said, I... We know these things about God, but when he's going through them and we're actually processing them and we're actually spending time with God and having the back and forth and um, having these aha moments with him, they really stick. And so what first thing comes to mind is that God really values quality time. Mm -hmm. When I had nothing else to, um, you know, rely on, I found myself doing a lot more meditation and a lot more devotion and a lot more 
um, going to the word of God and just getting quiet mm-hmm. um, and just allowing um, just allowing that quality time. I, um, and I think that goes, that's going to lend itself to, to order. I developed a quiet space, um, mm-hmm. a meeting place with him in this new home. I mean, I had it before, but again, like I said, when you're in a different space and you have a sense of security in your life, mm-hmm. it looks different. But when you are like, Lord, I need you to move fast and I need you to move and you're trying to move God. He's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a God of time and order. And you know that. And so I was able to see him show up so much differently in this space. Um, so I would have to say that, um, that quality time with him, just getting quiet. This is, I think these are the moments that you really, you really get to experience God and get mm-hmm. to know him in a different level when you are at these, um, places. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been asking God, you know, I'm like, God, I've seen you in places of lack. I am ready. And that's kind of still been my prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see where God and see how God has started this process. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I've seen you in lack. I've seen, you know, I know you will show up with an extra mm-hmm. check or I know, you know, the escrow check will come right. or, um, you know, people will come and bless in ways in so many different unusual ways, but God, I'm ready to see you in a place of abundance. Um, so, um, I'm really excited. Um, and I've seen, uh, you know, and I'll talk about that later, but I've seen him start that process of looking being a bigger God, mm. these big blessings. And I know I watch a lot of Joe Osteen and he talks about that, those suddenlies and eventually those big blessings. Um so I would have to also say order. Um God is a God of order. I will say that um one of the things that God showed me, he said, your outer space is telling of your inner space. So um I need you to, you know, it was the simple, it was a simple truth as clean your space, like clean your space, get organized, like, um, your outer space. Like I went on this like cleaning rant, like I was washing the walls, I'm washing the baseboards and God just began to just show me that. Like, and I know it sounds silly, but it was like clarity came in and, 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 and it was just, it was just kind of weird. He went, had me go through my clothes and he's like, if you are turning into this new person that you, you know, God wants you to be, then there's some things that I have to do. So there's kind of this been this step-by-step process. So, um, this, this order piece. So it's the, the simple, the sim the simplicities of things, like get your cabinet in order, like organize your cups and plates. And, and it's just like, wow, like this is like a simple truth, but you know, the God is like, this is where, these are those building blocks mm. of where you're, where I'm taking you. I need you to just kind of start here, like organize your life. And so I'm like, okay, all right. So we went through that whole process where like all the stuff, I mean, like I told you, I went from a four bedroom house in the suburbs to this two bedroom house that actually I live in a, my, my room is in office. Like I'm like, okay, all right, Lord. So I couldn't take everything mm-hmm. from my house. So I had to really, when I, when he said like declutter, I heard it and I was like, okay, I'm thinking it was just kind of in the hustle and bustle mm-hmm. of the, the, the moving, but no, he's like, get rid of it. I'm like, okay. And I could, he like forced me because it's only a two bedroom house. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do with all this mm-hmm. stuff from a four bedroom house into a two bedroom? So I started the process there. And then once I got there, he's like, do an even another layer. Mm-hmm. And so it was just these like simple things that out of this experience, once he began to help me change my mindset about it, it completely, 
I, I began to look at the process a totally different. He said, be in love with the pro- process, not the product. And I know that's what a lot of people get um, twisted. They are in mm-hmm. love with the product and not the process. And once I got that simple truth, it was like taking, like, it was like taking the, the blinders off. Mm-hmm. The clarity started to usher in. So I would say order. I would also say timing. He taught me a lot about timing. Um, just timing of things, being okay when something doesn't happen in the time that it was supposed to happen. And you're thinking like, well, God, how much longer? What do I have to do? And it's part of that, um, that shedding process, that cleaning, that refining process, that renewing of the mind. Mm -hmm. So, um, he's taught me about his character, about timing, that it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to move as fast, you know, fast, slow is fast. So I've learned that. And he's like, slow down and stand in the way. And I'm like, God, I've been standing here at the fork of the road for like, uh, like now six months, almost yeah. a year now, almost actually four years in this process. Um, I've learned that just the spirit of forgiveness um, with my husband and the mistress, um, God has really shown me, I thought I had the whole agape love thing down, <laughs> you know, with the whole like, okay, God, like I accepted him back. And I'm like, you know, I thought that was agape love. He's like, no, I'm going to do a whole nother layer. Mm. So, um, through this process of being, you know, with the ex-husband and the mistress, he's like, you're going to pray for them. Huh? What do you mean? Pray for them, Jesus. Um, so uh, he took me on this whole path of praying for my husband and what that looks like. Just simply, just, just a simple prayer of, you know, Lord, I ask that you will, um, forgive me. The more I kept trying to point the finger Mm -hmm. at him and them, he kept reminding me that there were three more fingers pointing back and he would not change. Mm. Um, so the, that's where that internal work came from. So that, um, piece of forgiveness and love and just showing me his kindness. Like it, when I prayed years ago about asking God to make me a conduit, I'm like, I have forgotten about what the definition of conduit (laughs) meant. Like, wait a minute. Like, (laughs) so um, you know, I'm like fast forwarding thinking like went back to my prayer books and I'm like, God, I forgot I asked God to be a conduit. <laughs> so all of these like reoccurring themes started mm. showing up in my obstacles. And so God is like, Katie, it's not obstacles. These are a refining tool. Like mm. this is just the process, sweetie. You have to go through the process. So um, his character, just kindness and forgiveness. Like how does God show kindness to people? And how does God show forgiveness? Mm. And he's like, I do it through this, through these authentic moments. And I'm like, oh, my God. So if I'm going to have my spirit come through you, I have to show you my character. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I went through these questions, I started to just kind of like think about that and reflect on it. And I'm like, I can really appreciate these questions Mm. because that's kind of the same process God's taken me through, like constantly asking me to process things and when you said the, you know, how has he shown me his character? He just started bringing up these themes. I've taught you order. I'm a God of order. I've taught you timing. I'm a God of timing, you know, perfect in my perfect time. There's a time for everything. Mm. You know, there's a season, you know, I'm taking you through seasons of growth. So I'm just like, wow, these are some really good things. And so, you know, as I see things show up, um, He's just such an amazing God, um, you know, commitment and what faithfulness look like. Mm. What does it mean to be committed and to continue to show up um, even when things, you know, may or may not look right? Mm-hmm. What does that commitment look yeah. like? How do you show up at a job when life is, you know, haywire, yeah. you know, or 
um, you know, when your life is just out of control, you know, how do you stay committed? Yeah. So, wow. Just, yeah, there's, there's been so many, so many character traits about God. Like I can go on and on Mm -hmm. and on, but I think the biggest ones were the ones that, um, you know, that I shared. Yeah. I think that, um, one of the tools of, Bible study that I know um, Dayton Women the Word encourages and some others that I've gone through is approaching, of, of course, the the premise is that, you know, so often we approach scripture wanting to just be consumers and like, okay, what does this mean for me in my life? And mm-hmm. we want to jump straight to application. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the easy way out. Um, so one of the things that they encourage is when you're approaching scripture, regardless of, you know, if it's a psalm or, you know, an intense, you know, prophetic book that's kind of intimidating or one of Paul's letters, you know, approaching scripture as you read through it and study it and just ask what, what does this scripture tell me about God? And it's just an easy, you know, quick tool, especially for people who are new to Bible study, new believers are new to really digging into the word. Just what does this tell me about God? And I know that activity told me a lot about how selfish I was Mm -hmm. because to have to like take the time and say, okay, this has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. This is all about him showing off who he he is through his word. And so just, you know, him showing his character to you through these different experiences is just, you know, such a gift that he gives to us through, you know, showing himself through his words and then how he brings, you know, things to pass in our life that we learn about him through. So instead of focusing so much on us. Yes, that, that is, that's, and you know what, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and the more that we go through this, he's like, I want you to look more like me. Mm -hmm. So when you show up, people see me and Mm -hmm. not you. So through this process has been a constant God decrease me and increase you. So Mm -hmm. the verbiage changed and how I began to pray. So this quiet quality time and this power of prayer um, that, that whole process started, you know, that, yeah, (laughs) that's so great. Um, what has he taught you? Um, I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this, but specifically, um, we've talked about his character, but how, um, has his word become more alive or taught you through this season? Hmm. Wow. Um, he, (laughs) Joseph has come up so Mm. much and I had read the story of Joseph, um, before. And I I mean, we like, we all have, we've, Mm -hmm. you know, read the Bible and we read the scripture and when it's not really applicable to us, we don't see it. We just read it (laughs) and we enjoy it and we just, you know, bite and eat and take it. But when, there, when we're in the thick of it and we are processing it and we're spending time with the Lord, you just began to see this word a lot differently. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate the story of Joseph. Um, and I knew about what God had taken him through um, with his, um, you know, cloak, you know, his betrayal of his brothers, just that whole process. But the part of it was just thinking about the highs and lows of Joseph and just having to think of all of the promises when he was in the pit Mm -hmm. and being remembered and being forgotten Mm -hmm. and just going through that and just being reminded of those things 
really kind of helped me through this process. And I know usually people go through like the, the whole Job thing. They want to reflect on the Job thing, but, um, I had taken a different spin on God had shown me a different take on the Joseph story when he said, how do you think Joseph felt when he was in the pit or he was in Potiphar's house? And he just kind of took me through the highs and the lows of that and just brought that whole story alive Mm -hmm. and just was like, just continue to stay faithful and just remember that, um, just remember how God carried him through that, um, process. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would also have to say that the walls of Jericho, um, was another, um, space that God took me through and that whole, it was the praise and the worship. Um, I know that was like another, that was another piece, uh, that I have forgot to mention that praise and how important praise and Mm -hmm. worship is, um, during this processing. And so I know that when they went around the walls of Jericho, they did the whole praising. God called me to, um, write in a circle. I don't know if you've ever heard of the circle makers. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, they wrote a circle and you put, he he said, put, um, some things that are troubling you that you can't get over. And at the time Mm -hmm. it was my husband, my ex-husband and trying to forgive him and take um, that bitterness out and that anger. And so I put that and a couple other things in there. And he said for an entire week, pray and, and, you know, fast and pray or whatever you want to fast and pray. That's fine. Um, but the biggest thing was that that prayer and worship consistently for a week, pray over that mm-hmm. and watch me move. And after a week, I'm like, okay, I didn't see anything um, happen. Um, So I had run into an incident with my ex-husband where I was upset. My kids went over to my husband's house, uh, ex-husband's house, and they came back with bruises. Mm -hmm. And I was really upset about it. To make a long story short, when he picked the kid, I picked the kids up. um, My um, ex-husband like make a smirk and I acted out of the flesh and I kicked Mm. his car. Okay, and I didn't his car because I was really upset because he has two other kids by the mistress. And I was like, well, they don't have marks on them. So I don't understand. You know, why are you smiling? You know, you think it is funny. And I was just really upset in the in the heat of the moment. And um, it was just this evidence of bitterness and anger and acting out of the emotion and out of the spirit of God. And um, I had to I had to end up paying my ex-husband a thousand dollars for the damages of his car. And God said, see, I told you, I, vengeance is mine, thus mm-hmm. saith the Lord. I shall repay. You know, let me handle that. Um, so I had just been praying about asking God to just release that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I thought I had it. And when just a simple, just a simple incident like that came mm-hmm. up, it just, all of it flooded back down. And God just would continue to allow things like that happen to just continue to remind mm-hmm. me that this is, you know, um, this is... I need you to be awake and see that you're still, you're still in the space. Mm-hmm. So to make a long story short, when I did this circle, God had read the walls of Jericho. And like I said, we read the stories when God was like, I challenge you to do that. And I challenge you to pray and continue to pray without ceasing. And I did that. And I, I could feel every day when I went in before the prayer, before the Lord and just asking him to help me and release the anger and bitterness. I could just feel it was like almost like this heaviness being released off of me. And, um, 
a week went by and I'm like, okay, God, there's nothing. <laughs> you know, I didn't see any magic or anything happen. Nothing changed. So then two weeks went by and then three weeks and we do um, supervised visitations and um, he came back and he came out and he apologized. He said, Katie, I just want to apologize. Like out of the blue, he just came to apologize. He said, I just want to apologize for um, not... Um, you know, investigating it and, and doing and being more than what I was in that moment. And so in that moment, I was almost worried, like, and I had forgotten, like it had been three weeks after we had, uh-huh. God had challenged me to begin to truly pray for him and her and just use this idea of the Jer- walls of Jericho. And they went around and they went around and the walls fell. Mm-hmm. But it was just the idea of just this praise and consistency and, um, and prayer and being committed and, he gave me the check back. He never, yeah, yeah. He gave me the check back and the thousand dollar check. He never cashed it. And he didn't even say anything to me about it. He actually put it back in an envelope and gave it to my son and Mm -hmm. told me to um, keep it. But the point that I'm making there was that that was the story of walls of Jericho. Um, Just believing those strongholds and those things that are, that were still kind of I was wrestling with Mm -hmm. or still am wrestling with. He said, I challenge you to this of prayer. And he said, you know, some things are by praying, fasting that you can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can, uh, you can't, you can't get over without just praying, um, without praying and fasting. Um, so I didn't really fast per se, but it was more so the consistency of prayer and commitment to Mm -hmm. it. And that whole story of the walls of Jericho just, completely changed things this believing that um you know when god give you a commandment and to do something do it yeah yeah that's awesome yeah well as we um our time starts to kind of wind down um what are some last things ways that god has challenged you in your walk with him since we last talked and then um what are some kind of last encouragements that you could give um, other sisters out there who kind of might be facing similar situations? Mm. I would say that in this season of growth, God has stretched me thin, mm-hmm. which is a good stretching. It's a, it's a good stretching. Um, if I could sum it up in a phrase, I would say teaching from tight places. Um, it was in these tight moments that um, God began to challenge my walk with him. And he says, I'm calling you higher. And as he call us higher, we have to be able to go above the line. Like what Michelle Obama mm-hmm. say, when they go high, I mean, when they go low, we go <laughs> high. And so it's, it's that it's like, you know, you think what the enemy, like you said, what the enemy um, said, what the, what God said meant for what the enemy meant for bad, mm-hmm. God turns into good. Right. And so just even with all of this, these things that have transpired in my life, God says that we're using them all for my good, all for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I would just say the biggest walk away um, is that um, I would say the biggest 
walk away is um, I'm sorry, Bethany. It's okay. <laughs> Take your time. Fight back the tears because um, I sat in the seat of judgment as a married woman for 14 years. And I just recently had to apologize to my single best friend. And we had a really truthful moment and I had to apologize to her because I remember watching her as a married woman in my comfortable lifestyle being married with my kids and um, she would have issues happen where she would be evicted and I would think gosh she needs to get her life together or she would need to borrow money and you know, I would give it to her, but I would think in the back of my mind, why can't she get it right? And all in all, I understand why God has allowed me to have a series of the events happen in my life. Because he says, I have to take you from amongst them. And... In order for you to show my spirit when you speak to the women, you have to be relatable. And there's a lot of breaking and shattering and refining that has to happen along the way. Mm. And so I had to apologize to my single friend just the other day because I didn't understand her struggles as being a single mom. And I think... God is challenging me to the single woman. Um, the challenge is the single woman life. Mm. Because I've never been to this place. And um, it's a real place. Mm. And I had to apologize because I didn't realize that she had to go make the bacon, buy the bacon clean the bacon, and do it all over again by herself. And even when you try to live this life and you try to do it right, it can be very difficult and it can be hard. And when God says in Isaiah 54 that I would be your husband, I didn't understand that. You don't understand the scripture until you're walking mm. through it. When you really have to truly believe that he's going to come through for you. He's going to not allow you to not have any food or to take showers at the YMCA because your water is cut off. And you still...
to apologize. And you still have to show up. And you still have to believe that God has not forgotten. And you have to believe that in this too shall pass. And that when you have suffered a while, God will establish you. And when God has given you a vision in your heart, you still have to stand right in the middle of the thick of it. You have to believe. And the only thing you have is the word of God. When you don't have any food in your refrigerator, you have to believe. When you're a middle-class mom, an educated woman, and you don't have food in your refrigerator, you still have to believe. So I would say... And if God has given you a vision in your heart, write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk 2, 2 says, Do not tarry and it will not be late. You just have to trust the process. And you have to believe that everything comes. It's working for your good. And when he's working in the background, it's all going to work. And that's funny that she said that Galatians 6, 9 is one of my anchor scriptures. He says, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season, you will reap your harvest if you faint not. Remember the comma, put your name in there and say, if you faint not. So continue to stand fast and believe and trust the process because it is all working for your good, even this. And remember that faith speaks. Thank you, sister, for sharing. <laughs> we never apologize for, for <laughs> tears here at Dayton when the word, we get it. Thank you so much for, for sharing the hard and the beautiful and the ugly and everything in between. I know, I know our listeners will be blessed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.